Throne. It's me. It's JC. With a new haircut? With uh, I know. Every week I got to do something different with it or something. A new, new color. got to be fresh. Yeah, yeah, I gotta stay. I gotta stay ahead of the game out here, man. I'm the freshest haircutted podcaster around right now. Uh, no more than um, who we got? Fuck. Who's my competition? Speak well, to the microphone. Uh, Joe Rogan. I mean, Joe Rogan's bald, man. That exactly. Count. Every he needs that head and shoulders or something, man. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we're here with the band today with Unoya. So give yourselves a round of applause, guys. I thank you. I see you guys all the time, but we're here. <laughs> What's up, Doc? How long has it been? Like a day or two? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's been uh, since you've been on the podcast. It's been it's been a while, but the last episode that we did together actually did pretty good, like over a hundred listens and, and whatnot. What's up? Like when we first dropped it. I can't remember what was the last episode. When was it? I don't I think, fucking know. I think it was, it was the, the one 50s. with the lawnmowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were lawnmowers going off and shit. <laughs> People, oh my god! Now that I think I about that. That episode got a lot of views. Oh God! Of all of all the ones to get a lot of listens, like the one with fucking Flow weed Wars. weed whacker extraordinaire right outside the fucking window, gets some of the most listens. But uh, basically, I wanted to bring everyone in just because uh, we made a pretty big announcement recently uh, on our social media pages and all that shit. And I have a pretty big announcement that I haven't mentioned on the show yet. I haven't mentioned on any podcast social media yet, so I'll be making that announcement. But pretty much. Uh, we decided to part ways with our guitar player Dave, and um, it's just kind of one of those things. <laughs> he did not die. <laughs> He's still with us. He died to me. Oh gosh, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. But uh, at 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 this moment, you know, we're we're in in looking for another guitar player. So if you are a guitar player out there who has skills. Who's into metal and who is dedicated? You have your own ride and shit. You know what I'm saying? You you practice. And between Miami and and West Palm? No, no West Palm. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, honestly, Palm, bitch. In the South Florida area, you know what I'm saying? As long as you have your own ride and you're willing to 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 fucking ride out to practice and ride out to gigs, man. Hit us up. Hit me up. Hit one of us up, and um, we'll give you like kind of the rundown of the situation, and we'll go from there. Um, but basically. It was just kind of one of those things that had to happen, you know. There's a lot of bands that go through lineup changes. It's, like, inevitable. Uh, honestly, like, even the best bands have gone through lineup changes. Like, uh, it's weird, though. There's some bands that, like, you know, John Bonham died, and they're, like, they wrapped it up right there. Yeah. But then you have Metallica. Cliff Burton died, and they're, like, Jason, let's do this, bro. You know? So yeah. different bands grow in different ways, you know? Exactly. There's bands that are, like, finishers where, like, you can't move on without that guy and then there's a band that is like kind of like you know it's you know it was a part of the band but it's not the band even pivotal members like uh uh sid barrett yeah and the band got significantly better after he left (laughs) 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 yo it's kind of crazy but they ended up dropping some of their best material after exactly but it took a long struggle period they released like four albums that like was nowhere near as good as the the first drop with Sith Barrett took them a while to find their sound because they at that point they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They were experimenting a lot. So when um when it came to Pink Floyd specifically, was it like was Roger Waters like writing everything on even like uh, on you know through Dark Side of the Moon and all that stuff? Or no, was so it like, like essentially when uh, when Roger really really took control was in Dark Side. Okay. 
But he was writing material prior to that. They were all writing material at that point. And that's why there's a, you could say that there's almost a disconjunction of, of sounds through the first albums because there's a lot of experimentation going on. And it's like kind of like they're trying to figure out what's going on. But once Roger just had the, the vision and the idea, that's when everything just became a, a solid project onwards. They noticed, okay, you know, we have something going. Roger came up with the idea for Dark Side. He wrote all the lyrics. He influenced most of the material and stuff like that. You know, obviously the material was written by the van. But, again, he did take a, a hold and ran with everything. And then afterwards, when it came to the next stuff, you know, Gilmore, for Wish You Were Here, they were under a lot of pressure to release a, another hit because Dark Side was not expected to be a hit commercially. In fact, when it first got dropped, the first three months, it didn't do very well. It did uh, I didn't know that moder- shit. moderately all right. But then afterwards, like, it picked up and it picked up tremendously. Like, they started, they, it turned gold and stuff like that in very little amount of time in the month period. So then afterwards, um, Wish You Were Here came in. They were under a lot of pressure to release that album and make another hit. And... It just wasn't happening. Gilmore had a complete idea of different songs and stuff like that, and Roger was like, that doesn't work. It doesn't match up with anything. It's all convoluted. So they had a huge fight. As those two are typical to do. Yeah. So they had a huge fight, essentially, and Roger won that argument. So <laughs> He won. He won. How does that even work, dude? Like, you're in a band and you win? I mean, I guess because they use your part. It's, it's essentially what uh, Roger was saying. Said, "Look, look, we none of the, the the songs match up to anything, and they don't they don't have a flow to begin with, and nothing. There's no symbolism or meaning behind any of this. Like it, it's kind of like partial, but it's all scattered. Let's do something that works around a theme. Let's figure out what we want to talk about. Let's let's do that." And Gilmore's like, "No, but I have these songs I like." Well, that's why you have solo side shit. Exactly. But, like, do you guys think that it's better, like, for one single person to to write the music for a band or, or for it to be, like, a collaborative thing? I feel like collaborative can work as long as it's, the vision is shared by everybody. What about you, Brian? You yeah. Uh, I mean, it depends of if, if, the, if the collaboration is going to help the music then yeah but if not then might as well just leave the the main idea to then, one person to one person yeah so i mean have Cause, you because you've presented ideas to alex and shit that made the last EP yeah but usually like it works around or what he did already it's it's just collaborating on that point um the things that i personally i don't like to listen to albums that it just doesn't make sense it, it needs to have a flow and sometimes when someone throws something too different, it just doesn't flow. So, like, are you more a fan of, like, concept albums and shit? Yeah. Okay. Personally, I do. Literally, I, when I listen to an album, I just listen to the entire thing. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm like that. I don't pick, like, oh, yeah, this was a good song, and I listen just that. that no, song. I listen to the entire album. I might skip one that I might not like. Right. But usually, uh, I listen Let to the ride. entire album. Yeah, I'm the same way. If I'm going to put an album on my phone or an artist on my phone, I usually do whole albums. I don't do, like, singles and shit. How do you feel about that, Vince? Collab. What? Collab is way better. You think so? Yeah, people bring a lot of ideas. Closer to the mic, please, for the people. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, I mean, if if someone has an idea that matches uh, with the song, you know, it could could work. But I do agree with Brian's point, though. But always collabing is the way to go. I mean, at least for me. 
Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. The thing about it's not like at the end of the day, like as a band, you guys have brought ideas to the table mm-hmm. that I wouldn't never been able to think of. At least what you do on your drums, I, I, I you know, I give you pretty much a free will because I, I'm not a drummer, man. At the end of the day, you know what you're doing. I have ideas in my head of beats and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you know what's best. And so in that aspect, you know, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything by letting you do your own thing. And same thing with Vince. Vince had actually brought ideas here and there for a lot of stuff too, especially on, on the, on the last EP. I remember. So like I'm saying, I don't mind collaboration. It's just, you know, like that's what I'm saying. If, if you came up one day and said, dude, I have an idea for an album and I have this in my head and you show me like a template that is very completed and there's fucking there's there's fucking there's something there dude hey man i'll fucking i'll pitch in whatever i can but i'm obviously working on your behalf you know what i mean i want to make what you make better you know what i mean if anything i'm not trying to steal thunder or anything i mean some of the best albums in my opinion are written like that like uh there's an album from Mastodon that i really like called cracks this guy and essentially it talks everybody collaborated on that album but essentially is the main story by one guy that wrote everything, which is a drummer. He wrote all the lyrics oh, and everything. But I every- thought it was actually no, the- it wasn't Brent. It, it was oh. it was Brandon that wrote pretty much all the material and cracked the sky. That's dope. But you know, at back then he wasn't really singing in the band, so he had uh, Troy and Brent Hines sing a lot of the material for him. But uh, musically, it was a different aspect. Musically, everybody was bringing in ideas and like just making it fit. You know? And that's one badass album. <laughs> and that is one excellent album. That is collaboration at its best for sure. And that's and one definitely one of the, the albums whole, that you can whole, listen to the entire thing. One that dude brought like the whole idea where it unifies everything, but everybody was like, "Bro, let me bring in my flavor here," and they and they made something good happen. That you says "Crack the Sky," "Crack the Sky" by Mastodon. Mm-hmm. That's hard. I gotta check that shit out. And then something like you know, like the album, uh, the first album of the Wu Tang Clan. That that album. It's a big collaboration of a lot of people that now yeah. each do their own thing and they're fucking fantastic. But like back then, they were like probably nobodies, but they all had ideas and shit like that. But they all had the same direction and vision that they they wanted to approach. They knew, they knew exactly what they wanted to talk about. They 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 were in agreement in each material. So like that's why that album, if you listen to it, it's just like it sounds like literally one production of like. Like almost like one mindset, but a lot of different people. It's it's very unison. Yeah, it's one. It's yeah. Like it, they're all kung fu movie lover dudes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who like to talk shit, and it's like it. It all has this this flow to it. So I know what you mean. You're talking about Thirty Six Chambers, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know that shit is lit, dude. That's a fantastic. It's a great album. Great. I mean, so many bangers off one fucking album is crazy. But um, yeah. Like there's uh, and there's you could tell different members of the Wu-Tang Clan by their style. It's exactly. like they have different styles, but they all add their own sauce to it. Exactly. Like I'm saying, shit. I could not do what you do on, on the album. Yeah. It would be impossible for me. Yeah, I mean? Same thing with Vince. I right. wrote a lot of parts of the keyboards, but just for the simple fact that he puts, plays it himself and just like actually, you know, like takes his own approach on it. It gives it a completely different flavor because I'm not a keyboard player at the end of the day. Same thing with Brian. You know, like the way I see it is that there's a reason why I'm playing with you guys is obviously the necessity of wanting to play and stuff like that. But it's also because I trust you guys 
with what you guys do. You feel me? Yeah, no, I agree. And that's that. why David is not in the band anymore. There's certain, uh, <laughs> there's certain groups though that just like they play with with uh, with touring bands, you know, like uh, but they write all the material themselves, which yeah. I think is nasty. Like Tame Impala. Yeah. He he wrote uh, uh, Currents all by himself in a room in New Zealand, wherever the fuck he's from. <laughs> and and he tours with a fucking band that learn his shit basically like Breaking Benjamin I guess yeah where he um, where he yeah. kind of changes bands whereas like this dude just writes everything himself and then tours with dudes that know his material um, and I don't know I feel like wh- like that there's like pros and cons to both because like yeah. you have one where you get everyone's input and everyone's flavor and you can make something that tastes great you feel me that 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 sounds great. You know what I'm saying? It's just the right amount of sauce. No one has been lost in the sauce. Yeah. But then you can out, the the con of that is you can have too much sauce and you can Absolutely. get lost in the sauce. You know what I mean? So there's a a, a pro and balance versus when you have uh, someone doing their own thing, their own idea is like they have the idea in their head. They know where they want to go with it. They're not letting other people influence their idea, and you get crazy albums like Currents and uh, Dark Side of the Moon. And I mean every Mac DeMarco record he pretty much does himself, no features, nothing like that. So I don't know. There's pr- definitely pros and cons to both. But like when when we sat down to record, uh, do we even have a name for this song yet? For the new song? Uh, yeah, escaping the future. Escaping the future. That's just, that's fucking hard as shit. So okay, so I just figured out the name of the new song now. But the latest song that we did for the album, we actually just all sat down in a room and like started jamming out and came up with this idea. And the 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 coolest thing for me was when Vince busted out that intro. Yeah, like definitely. that ass, bro. Wh- when did you sit down and write that? Like, where did you did you just come up with it on the spot? Is it did something no, you not felt on the spot in the right spot? You but, felt uh, that in the in the moment. You came nah, up with that in the moment. Not at the moment, but probably like I had like a week. You, you were just sitting on it. Oh uh, yeah, no, not too. Uh, I came up with like within like you know I was just practicing. Um, I'm on like Sonato. Because it's the same key, mm-hmm. I was just messing with uh, with the keys, and I'm like, okay, this this kind of sounds cool. So I was like, probably this works. So since Alex was telling me the the keyword playing in, I'm like, that could probably fit. So why not? And it worked, I guess. Yeah, no, it did. <laughs> <laughs> that show was so cool. I was always just wondering if you had come up with that right then on uh, on the on spot. That, yeah, and I wish you wrote you wrote that. So yeah. you just you just had it for a week. And you yeah. just kind of found the perfect time to bust it yeah. out. Were you gonna present Dude. it to us at some yeah, time? Yeah, I was. I was. Okay, I was okay, gonna. Okay. I was gonna do it, but yeah, just at the right moment. <laughs> That's fucking cool, man. Because yeah. I don't know. I feel like writing piano riffs or writing a guitar riff, something like that, is like different than writing like a drum beat. Yeah, yeah definitely. Probably yeah. for sure. Like, you have to keep in mind that you have to be in key because a yeah. drum. Right, right. No, no, no. There are no keys really. I mean, you no, can tune you the can, drums to you certain can be keys, in a key, but yeah. But like, that's not really what people look for. They look for BPM and shit like exactly. that. Yeah, but like, I feel like there's also a misconception when it comes to like writing drums. Like, a lot of guys take the approach as like, oh, this beat works, and I'm going to go with it. Like, there's drummers that play very musically to the to the to the music. Like, you know, they might not be playing technically notes, quotes unquote, but like, what they're doing on on the drum aspect, it's you know, it's is not. It doesn't have to be flashy, but it's something that like is more suited to music. Like Dark Side, going back to Dark Side of the Moon. Nick fucking killed it. Like, yeah, and Nick I mean, Mason is great. Like if you listen to his parts, that they're like parts that you're like, wow, dude, that just fits the 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 music perfectly. I mean, 
like for the last Arctic Mo- Monkeys album, that that motherfucker is an amazing drummer, bro. But like for the last Arctic Monkey album, you know, what I mean, the drums sound simple, but if you really pay a lot of attention to what he's doing, it's really, really amazing what he's doing. Like it's just like the flavor of everything that he's doing, the off time stuff that he throws, the the off time fills that just land perfectly in time, almost like jazzed up, but like not really. I know what you're it, saying. It's really, really good. Like it's like a lot of drummers could not do what he's doing right there, dude. I, I believe personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I've actually I heard David Gilmore say it that like uh there are a lot of drummers that could sit in and, and, and play Pink Floyd songs but it's just there's not drummers that could do it like Nick can do it. Like it's just yeah. he has his own feel to it. Like it's I, that's why I don't give Ringo shit. Because a lot of people love to shit on Ringo Starr, but like because all oh, his drumming is easy and whatnot. But what he did fit so perfectly to the Beatles. Yeah. Music and he's a righty drummer who does fills leading with his left hand. Like it's it's weird. He yeah, exactly. Weird not not only that, but Ringo to to begin with. On top of that, he was also taking a lot of vocal duties, uh, as I recall, in harmonies and at least in harmonies and stuff like that. At least that's what I understand. I always thought it was just John, Paul, and George. Was it? I think so. Well, from the old videos, I didn't see him doing vocals. I never no, saw no, him me doing neither. vocals. No, but like not the early shit, but like later on, like he maybe he in the studio. Yeah, studio stuff at least probably. But like what I'm I saying, I never is, seen that nigga do like singing and playing though. I, well, on his on my, his own solo projects, he does. My friends. No, no, in his own solo stuff, I see him sing and, and, and play. And he okay. he does a pretty good job of it. You know I mean, like I'm saying, he's simplistic, like, but it works, like you say. We're talking about a really good drummer, in my opinion, dude. The drummer from the Eagles, that motherfucker sings and plays, like, very well. He can't do it quite like he used to before because he is old as shit, too. You know what I mean? No. It's like fucking, and he did way too much uh, coke. From the Eagles, you said? <laughs> yeah. John Walsh, is that the same uh, nigga? No, John, it was like Hazley. Oh, okay. Yeah, John, John Walsh is, a, Don is, a, is the main singer, right? Uh, John Walsh is one of the singers. There's a lot of guys I used to sing in, in Eagle. Oh, okay. I thought it was mainly John Walsh. Uh, no, no. It's mo- uh, ho- the guy that sings Hotel California is a drummer. Uh, Don really? Hazley. Yeah. yeah. Don wow, Hazley. I didn't know crazy. that shit. Uh, in the long run, it's also sang by him. What? Yeah. yeah. Yo. Color me astonished. Oh, uh, fucking one of, one of these nights. One of these nights. Nah, I haven't heard that. One of these crazy nights. Is that him too? That's him too. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so the drummer has a better voice than John Walsh? Yeah, dude. That's why, they, that's why they had that motherfucker singing on everything, Damn. bro. He, he sang everything, bro. Uh, I didn't know that shit. Uh, Life in the Fast Lane? He sings that one Life too. Life in the Fast Lane. Baby, gonna lose your oh, mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. That's him, dude. That's him, bro. Yeah, dude, yeah, I didn't know that dude, shit. And then when he did his solo project, bro, fire. Okay. Word? Yeah, uh, you know Boys of the Summer? That's his song. Bo- the- I can see you. You can't teach that in the summer. Oh, sun. yeah. That's Holy him. shit. Uh, also, Damn, forget- this dude's got bangers. Bro, no, he's dead ass. He's fucking amazing. Damn, he's a good bro. guitar player, too, and drummer. Fucking, But he was a drummer, bro. See, I'm so jealous about dudes like that, like Dave Grohl and shit. Yeah. Who go on to do other stuff with other instruments. Like, I want to do that so bad, but I haven't, like, I can't write songs for shit. It's hard, dude. It took me a long time to figure out how to. But like, Dave Grohl was doing that shit like in Nirvana, dude. Like he was doing the Foo Fighters shit back in the nineties, like ninety (laughs) two. 
I didn't know that shit. Yeah, but probably he had years of experience prior joining Nirvana. I don't think he just started playing drums, joined Nirvana, and then learned how to be a... Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Dave Grohl, he was in a lot of bands. He was in a lot of bands and... Word? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that shit. I didn't know that shit at all. In reality, uh, practice sometimes surpasses talent. So if, if you have practice and experience... You will do a better job than sometimes a lot of people that are actually talented. This is the thing, too. Like, you also got to understand that, like, the stuff that I have shown you guys is stuff that, like, I got in, like, a thumbs up already from Brian for the most part. There's a lot of songs I've written that at the end of the day, they're trash and they're never going to see the light of day. They're, and I have way like, my phone. when Brian says, oh, Alex has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs that I've written over the years. That's true. But only maybe 40 or 50 of them are decent, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, like... A lot of trial and error. Yeah, dude. Everybody goes through that. So you got to write a lot of shit before you hit something good. Or at least something that you're comfortable with. Writing is... Think of writing like almost like anything. It's just something that the more you do, the better you get at it. And it's also like you get a lucky strike. Sometimes you just wake up one day with an idea and you're like, fuck, dude. I have this riff in my head and you, you just play it out. Or sometimes it's something that you're like just playing in the moment, just working out, and then like like Vince, he was practicing the Moonlight Sonata, and bam, he came up with the fucking intro for that song, and that is killer, you know. What and I mean? the other thing is that actually a lot of the big things, like big hits and everything, actually come from another thing. In reality, no one is making anything new at this moment. It's just yeah, grabbing an idea and make it yourself. Don't copy it, yeah, but yeah. you know, add your flavor. And you'll get also a pretty good product out of it. But usually it works like that. It's kind of crazy. People are getting sued now, too. If your song sounds like even if you never listen to a song, if your song sounds too similar to another song, it's like people will just straight sue you. Yeah. And then it's like a lot it's of fucking a, weird. a lot of those sues, uh, they don't have to do with actual like the musicality of it. It's not like they they have the same like timber. like timber it's like they it's like they sound a little similar so they they're suing so they, lady they cannot even have the same melody but just because they sound kind of the same there's something sued. ridiculous katy perry just got sued for like a song <laughs> that that has a little lead line like a little like synthesizer lead line that sounds slightly similar to another song that has kind of like the a similar but it's not even the same the same progression or anything by a Christian rapper that what? no one fucking knows. Damn bro. And the thing was that like the thing was that like this whole suit was like it sounds similar because they're both in the key of A minor, bro. Alright? So know. like but they're not even doing the same pattern. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're like right? different notes. Actually. And the thing was that people are like, oh it sounds similar in timber wise, right? But the it's timber. not even this, what is timber wise like like tone wise. Okay, okay. tone but like if we're talking about synthesizer, like Katy Perry's, uh, like the synthesizer lead is a sharp saw wave format, like wave note format. While the R dude is like a different type of like actual synthesizer. It, if you compare, if you put them separately, they don't sound anything alike. So like it's a uh, and the guy won. The guy won the suit. How much do you know? How much he won? Millions of dollars. That's fucking wild. And the thing was like, yeah, yeah. everybody got to make their money. You know what I mean? I guess. But <laughs> the thing was like, they got this mu this music colleges to influence the whole thing in court. They got his testimony and he, you know, this guy is a musicologist. So he was just giving like bullshit statements into a bunch of people that 
never one day in their life have they studied music or know anything about music production or anything or any idea of like how notes work or anything. So they got got full like that. You know what I mean? That's fucking wild, yeah. bro. I didn't know that shit. That shit happened Actually, like did like, it happen long ago? Yeah, it Ooh. happened like maybe a week or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. The, the, Damn, yeah. we gotta look out for uh for someone using our shit then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that easy bag, bro. That easy money. Yeah. Fuck yeah. those motherfuckers. But um I'm really excited for the new album. Um I think that the material that's on it. It's something that uh, actually has like a message, like a central theme behind yeah. it. Um, it's very real, very raw, um, with songs like War Pain and The Shepherd and shit. And it's stuff that if you've seen us play live a couple times, you've most likely heard most of the album, but it's just shit that we haven't uh, released formally. Um, as far as like the tracks and whatnot, and the inspiration for the lyrics, which were all pretty much no, they're not pretty much they were all written by Alex. Like, where did it come from? Like, you you don't you're not someone who's always talking about politics and shit. So to hear like politically charged lyrics from you was very interesting. The, this is the thing about it. I don't even consider them politically charged. I just consider them like almost like because it's not talking about being a, a liberal or being right, conservative, right. right. It's not taking sides or anything. It's just what, if anything I'm saying is that there's obviously, there's a problem going on in the world with the government having, in my opinion, too much control of our lives and straight up lying to us about stuff. And people are okay with it, but we shouldn't be. So I agree. It, you know, like a lot of people, you know, it doesn't matter what extreme or what side of the coin you're in. But I feel like everyone can agree that shit is not right at the moment. It right, could be it's better. Never it, right. It's never been right. right. And the thing about like, we have tools now to, you know, be more aware and stuff like that. So we need to like either open our minds and try to do something, change something because, like I'm saying, there's terrible things happening, like, in Sudan and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like... Literal genocides. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, like, people would rather know what happened to Kim Kardashian's ass, you know what I mean? Yeah. Than acknowledge that there's people being fucking killed in, in tremendous numbers. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. There's just something wrong with humanity right now. And it's been going on for, since probably the beginning. But, like, now that... You know, I feel like we're evolving, you know what I mean? And, like, we should, like, aim for the the right way, you know what I mean? I feel. Where, yeah. like, that is not an acceptable thing to do. Yeah, like, a lot of people defend heinous shit, you know, with saying that it's tradition or it's religious or yeah. whatever. And, but at the end of the day, is like, is it moral or is it not moral? Yeah, right? exactly. And that's where it's kind of, like, divided. People have different morals at the end of the day. But for the most part, I feel like most people agree with, like, there's Don't, certain basic principle morals yeah, like that everybody everyone, agrees, yeah. but that shit gets passed over so but much, bro. That's the problem. Probably a great majority agrees, but not everybody does. There's people that think pedophile is just fine. Yeah, and, that's crazy to me. Yeah, dude. exactly. There's people trying to stand up for that shit, and they're saying it's like a uh, 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 like a, a sexual, sexual preference. preference. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with that's those what people, I'm saying. man? That's they're, what I'm like, saying. There's, but there's no reasoning with those people, which is... Exactly. It, it's scary, dude. It, it, that's what I'm saying. There's something wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's something wrong. There's some, like I feel like when a dude that literally fucking like got pulled over for like a traffic violation and got his ass beat almost like not like handicapped 
And the same time, this motherfucker killed like what twelve people over the fucking border right now. Yeah. And they just arrested him, and nothing happened to him. Not even one punch in the gut. Yeah, that, he, that, that he, makes sense to you? No, like, it doesn't make sense at all, dude. I was talking about this with my friend Guy earlier in the car on the way home. Um, that the only reason that I could justify, like, not justify, but I'm saying, like, the the, the way that the person, like, that those cops saw it was, like, when, when they're assaulting somebody, uh, they don't think that there's national news media covering it. They don't think that... There's a camera on them, you know what I mean? So they kind of feel like they can get away with it versus when you're arresting somebody who just committed a mass murder. Uh, I mean, there's helicopters flying, there's people going, there's camera phones out. Like, you know there's cameras on you, so you're going to behave a certain way knowing yeah. there's people on you. Makes it you doesn't make aware. it right. It doesn't make it right. But at the same time, I think that's why uh, they decided to go the way they did. And then there's also, uh, I mean, the race factor. Yeah, yeah that, that plays a part. I mean, most shooters, and I mean, and the the two shootings that happened over the weekend, they both ended up being white dudes, and the traffic stop that you're referring to, the, the dude they got hit with the flashlight and shit, right? Yeah, that that, that was an African American dude, you know. So, this is the thing. I'm a, I'm up. pretty sure that the dude was probably talking shit. Uh, irrelevant though. Irrelevant. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That that's what I'm saying. It does it doesn't matter. So that's what I'm saying. There's you know. The fact that people think that everything's okie dokie is not. Things are probably better than they ever been before, but shit is still not okay. If I'm a cop, I'm I'm flying kneeing that that massacre, dude. Like I don't care if you got your hands up, dude, you're, you're catching something, dog. You know, you're what catching mean? something, dog. <laughs> Come on, a spinning elbow, something, man. You're catching <laughs> you it. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean to talk about the school shooting that happened. You know, here in Florida. Yeah. Um, like Stoneman Douglas. Stoneman yeah. Douglas. Yeah, last year. That dude's going earlier to jail, this but year. Like, earlier this year, maybe yeah. even. I don't know. It was fucking crazy. Valentine's that's, Day. That's when it was. That was Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Valentine's. Dude, like. That, but that's how many shootings are. The fact that we're like trying to figure out which school <laughs> which shooting. The fact nah, that there's so people, crazy. you know, like actually believing like, you know, like this fucking kid has mental issues and shit like that. And, and it should be like. Trying to defend it. Trying to defend it and shit. Like who defends that, dude? Like. I think I, there were sure certain signs, sick, but you can't defend that shit. No, dude. you can't defend it. Uh, I think there were certain actions that could be taken beforehand. Like there were multiple times that police was like that. This kid was brought to police's attention. I mean, he lives with uh, with people that knew that he was buying us like a bunch of guns yeah. and shit that could have reported him or like uh, you know said that he was uh, a danger to himself or to others. Like. There's certain measures that could have been taken. Like I read a story about a grandmother who who turned in her grandson who was 19, who told her that uh, you know like some dark shit. Like I want to kill people and kill myself, blah, blah blah. And then he bought a gun and shit. And she told the cops they pulled up to to I don't know if it was his house or to a hotel room that he was staying at, and they found a trench coat with a a, a shirt that said like let him come and shit. But like. 12 loaded magazines with the AK-47 and shit. And it was something that was prevented. Like, the dude had a trench coat, like, tactical Bless pants and shit. So it's like, there's certain things that when, when when people are displaying certain signs, if there's people around them that notice those things, they should say something. Now, I'm not, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an advocate of just, like, being in other people's business. But if it's someone you live with or someone you know, like your son, your your dad or something like that who's doing some weird shit like that, I think that's different because you're you're potentially saving hundreds of lives. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's the you know the greater good. I think that's the way to go. I mean, like, I'm not gonna say, uh, yeah, like we can't 
blame the kid because he had mental disorders or he grew up in a shitty home or whatever. There's so many people who grew up in shitty homes that didn't go and do something terrible like the that. The thing about it, like, I feel like once you're an adult and shit like that, dude, there's still things that, like, will affect me for the rest of life that happened to me as a child. You feel me? Everybody has their hurt. You know what I mean? Everybody has their different experiences that change them and makes them who they are. But at the end of the day, you're an adult. And you got to be responsible. You know what I mean, you can't fucking let that. You can't let that shit hold on for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a sad case. You can't move on. If you can't move on, that's like, it's it's sad. But unfortunately, that's that's what I'm saying. Like in the, I mean, I'm not trying to preach. Like again, I'm not trying to preach any political message or anything. If I'm trying to preach anything, I'm trying to pre- preach a social a social issue that's current right now. That I feel like it's an album that I'm pretty sure like you could be probably from anywhere or anything, but you could you could understand it. I mean, you you can at least understand the idea and know what I'm talking about. You you can literally be from uh, fucking Brazil, Argentina, and you will understand what I'm talking about because these issues are issues that everybody is you know is pressing to. I mean, yeah. even though a lot of people, everybody, even including me have turned an eye and chose to ignore a lot of this shit. You know what I mean? It's it's sad, but, like, it's something just that to be aware to, like, at least push the idea of, like, we need to, like, stop putting this aside and letting such, you know, like, people in control have too much power. I, I sincerely think that, like, one of the, the biggest issues is that we give too much power to people that probably shouldn't have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with that, uh, especially celebrities. Yeah, we worship celebrities. Uh, uh, society as a whole worships celebrities to like a crazy degree, where we have to know what they're doing every day and following them on social media, checking their story, and that's very weird. That's the thing about it. Like, I'm not a celebrity or anything, but like at the end of the day, you know, I have my opinion, and you know, obviously, you know, everybody has opinions. I mean, it doesn't mean that they're wrong or right. But why would you listen to someone that talks about fucking? Selling dope, smoking crack, and shit like that. Selling super <laughs> stories and shit like that, and listen to talk about fucking like serious issues. I mean, like, you know, it. He, they might not be wrong. They might be actually completely right. But at the end of the day, what they're saying holds no water. Like fucking Cardi B talking shit about like all these like political shit that's going on, and I, I actually agree with a lot of the stuff that she says. But bitch talking about how to trick a hoe. <laughs> like as, as some serious video Like Do you think I'm going to Take you as a Take fuck- her opinion seriously Yeah It's bullshit Yeah No it's, That brings me back to a, a funny joke That Dave Chappelle had Back in the day Is like uh, he, When 9-11 happened He was watching the news And for some reason They cut to Ja Rule <laughs> it's like he's like, yo, when ja I, I'm, I'm not out here looking for Jaw Rule's opinion, it's like, oh god, we're under attack. Where is Jaw? Please, somebody get Jaw Rule on the phone. I need to know what he thinks about this. Some, like, you know, like I get, like Jaw Rule's a rapper, dude. Like, why are we, why are we talking to him after 9/11? Like, was he there? Was does he know something that the Pentagon doesn't? Exactly. Like, it's like <laughs> I'm not saying don't express your opinion if you want to express it, but. I get your point where it's like, uh, we're supposed to take you seriously now? Dude, like, <laughs> like, so, like, a lot of people don't know about this shit. But, like, fucking James Brown influenced a huge amount of the vote from the African-Americans for Reagan. And that's part- partially Reagan won the election because of James Brown. I want to do a James Brown yell, but my throat's in pain right now, so I won't. 
<laughs> no, Dude. but I had no fucking idea. I wasn't alive. Yeah. Like, I saw it in, I saw it in a documentary that they have about James Brown on well, Netflix. he endorsed Ronald Reagan or something? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And Nixon, too. Oh, he fucking up. yeah, he supported Nixon. Like yeah, Nixon th- sucked, dude. And dude, there's so many videos of Nixon saying racist shit now. Like now they're like it's like it's like, dude. And then it was like he was just bought by these fucking people saying like, oh, you know, like, you know, he was dead ass bought. And so like he would go to the you know the African American communities and be like, support Ronald Reagan. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like oh, he. Yeah. he he supports us. You know what I mean? And these people, you know, he's a celebrity. You're talking you know about James I mean? Brown? Yeah, James oh, Brown. Man. Like, fucking, like, it's crazy. That's, how, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy how much we give power so to celebrities. So, West is a new James Brown? But no, what's yeah, crazy probably. is we kind of... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we kind of do that already, though. Like, we had Katy Perry come out and support Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election and shit. Yeah. And then, I mean, Kanye didn't come out and support Trump during the election. It was more after he became president that yeah. he that he kind of came out with that shit. But the thing is, man, if you actually sit down and listen to what Kanye has to say, it's, like, it's not all wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way he says it's a little crazy. And, like, I think he's kind of all over the place with it. But he's not a dumb guy. That's what I'm saying. He, he can be. You've seen the product that he's put out. The guy cannot be all fucking dumb. Yeah, and the thing is that people just like to... Especially people who are on the left side of the ballpark, you feel me? They just like to round him off as another idiot because he's not on their side. Like, the same people that'll tell you, hey, you should go vote, are like, yeah, like, well, the implication is you should vote for who they want you to vote for. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if so, no one says, hey, you should go vote for the guy that I don't want to win. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, and that's why when I was. Well, there's when, only one guy that did that. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, all oh, that piece of garbage. <laughs> fucking traitor. For real, dude. How they going to fucking cheat the man out of his slot and then he's going to go and support Hillary anyway? They what probably a had a gun snake. against his head the whole time. Well, he was like... <laughs> not, not a gun. They probably had a check with his name on yeah, it, dog. Th- yeah, that gun was a check. immediately after the fucking election, he bought a $400,000 house in Vermont, a, a fucking summer house. That piece of garbage. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, for real, dude. Vermont. Fuck Bernie Sanders, man. Uh, what the fuck was I saying? I even fell for the Bernie fucking. I did too, dude. I, I supported him until a certain point. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. how much tax? 70, 80, 90% tax? This nigga crazy, bro. Yeah. Can't do that. But um, now the thing is with uh, with politics, man, is that they're all snakes at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I feel like this. I, I'm sorry for interrupting, but no, I, I, I feel like when it comes to politicians, it feels like you have to be. A sociopath to want that fucking job. Yeah, yeah, right. You have to right? be a sociopath. Like, you yeah, have to sure. be. You had to have that. Like, there's obviously you're wired differently. There's like, no people who are in politics like that are truly in it for the people or whatever. They're in it for themselves. Everyone's in it in life for themselves, man. The only time I feel like, except for certain people, I feel like <laughs> the only time I feel like this is the thing. I mean, obviously, the self preservation on a human instinct is is fucking strong. It's number one. It's number one. I feel like the only time that's an, on the side is if your you know, parental instincts yeah. kick in or something. Exactly. I mean, um, I've seen my dad do a lot of shit that, like, you know, like, I I, I would never, you know, for me, that I don't think I would ever do for someone else. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, I feel, like, honored, but I'm also like, what the fuck? Like, I'm confused because I personally, that is not in me right now. You feel me? To do, you know what I mean? My my dad is the kind of dude like that. I I know he'll work like fucking eighteen hours, 
sleep like six or seven and go back to another job and fucking finish that shit just to bring in, you know, you know, just to keep us like, you know, having bread in the house. Float, yeah. Yeah, float. So it's just, that's what I'm saying. Like, I will not do that shit at all. <laughs> well, I think Start, it's right? different circumstances. Like, if you had a kid that was at home that you knew if you didn't produce, didn't eat, then I feel like you'd be motivated differently. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, w- the, but like, self preservation would not let you do that. You'd be like, right. man, fuck that shit. I'm going to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's something about the self instinct that, like, it would just kick in. Like, at my job, they had asked me to do ridiculous shit. Like, I'll be like, fuck no. For real? And they don't let you go? No, I I leave. I'm like fuck that. What the fuck you gonna do? You are gonna fire me? Like what, what's one of the things you going they to, find? to do? They wanted me to come in at three in the morning, literally last minute for some bullshit as reason that just like the district manager just decided. Oh, he got like like a little panic attack over some bullshit. It's like he wanted everybody, like all the the warehouse people, to come in at three in the morning and do a ridiculous count that it was impossible to finish. He wanted everybody to scan everything in the store. All the inventory in less than a day, and he wanted that shit done before ten in the morning. Impossible. Yeah. That takes that takes Fuck a week that. to do. Then, 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 where the gun scanners like. Exactly. You think we're going to finish that? He has us understaffed and shit like that to begin with. Nah, it's not happening. The fuck? You're not. Are you paying me more for this? That's he wasn't crazy. going to pay me more. So I'm like, then I'm coming at six in the morning, like I usually do. That's what's my contract. So. Shit, dude. I don't have a contract. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I do. I don't remember signing anything. That's probably not good. <laughs> you should check your ADP, man. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, I, I, I what think the I, hell is an ADP? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I signed something when I first took the job, but I don't I don't necessarily remember. Do you guys have 401ks? Yes, I did. <laughs> See, I was thinking Talk about doing that cool. shit. Yeah, you're on that no 401k game, bro, because you're, you're a 1099. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, how, how does it feel working straight commission, bro? Do you get panic attacks like on Friday if you haven't sold anything? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you can cover next week, so it's all good. Damn, bro. That's that's Bad. a salesman mentality, dog. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If, if you did it only takes really one good, call. Like, yeah, if you did really good one week, then you don't do like that good uh, following week. Hey, you already made it up. The sales. You know. already made it up because you had a yeah, great week. Yeah, because this first week it was, you know, it was fucking killer. So yeah, whatever. Do you ever uh, have a killer week? You're like, I'll do it again. Spend all the money and then have a shitty week. Not that, but uh, <laughs> I had good weeks. Uh, I did again. Then it's not that good, but you know. Oh man, Keep see that, that was my main thing when I was on the sales floor. Is like I told myself I'm gonna put away X amount a week. And then you get a fat ass check, and you, you should put more away. Yeah, I mean not all of it, but I feel you, bro. I was you like, should put more yeah, away, <laughs> but you don't. Or at least I didn't, <laughs> and so I ended up spending that money. Yeah, nah, dude, it's yeah. crazy. Like the the first week that I made uh over a thousand bucks, it's like easily I could have put away three hundred and still had <laughs> way more than I usually make a week. But uh, nah, I decided to go to Disney World or some shit. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Yo, man, it's Disney. just one of those things. Commission's I hard, s- dog. I still haven't gotten to the Avatar World. I heard it's cool. Yo, I haven't either. Uh, it's not worth no two-hour waiting fucking line for that fucking ride. I'll tell you right. that. Like that motorcycle ride, people say is amazing and shit. It's no different than like the Simpsons shit, dog. Like uh, the Hagrid. Like we're no, 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 not the Hagrid, not the Hagrid. I haven't been on that. Uh, the, the Avatar Lucas ride, Sally. the Avatar, <laughs> the Avatar. We're shit. talking about Disney, no Universal. Oh, yeah. Talking Disney, about Universal, Disney. they got up at New Park. They are. Yeah. What is it gonna be? 
I have no idea. I think is it's it, called like Universe, Universal, something like that. I don't know. But isn't there going to be like a Nintendo World or like a branch of Disney that's Nintendo or some shit I like that? I have no idea. That sounds amazing. I Very heard that cool. shit it would be crazy, but uh, I might be mistaken. But no, this uh, the Avatar shit, dude. It's like they put you on a motorcycle, they give you 3D glasses, and you see like the other people like above and shit next uh-huh. to you, like on their little yeah, like motorcycles, and it's big just a big screen. And it, and it, no, 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 like the other people wearing glasses and shit. Yeah. Like you see the other people in their pods because they bring you to like, yeah, like separate, garage. like one, two, three, four, five, yeah. whatever. So you see the peoples in pods six through eight or whatever the fuck. Like, you know, like, if you look to the sides of you, it kind of, like, b- ruins the illusion. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, you see the other people. Like, oh, I'm I'm looking at a giant screen. Like, this is not <laughs> as cool. Like, for me, the Spider-Man ride is way cooler at Universal. Yeah. At Islands of Adventure. And that thing is old already. It's old as shit, and it's still cool it as fuck because so it's a combination crazy. of both. Like, there's physical mm-hmm. stuff, and there's 3D shit. Like, when the Green Goblin throws a, the grenade and the fire comes out. Yeah. yeah, and then like the the what water are, dude shocks you and you feel droplets on your face yeah. and shit. Well, I think the best ride in there has to be the, the Fast and the Furious. The Mummy nah. was sick. Nah, the, nah, mom. the, nah, Fast, and the, the Fast and the Furious is a piece of shit, dude. He's <laughs> so garbage, except for that line that Dwayne Johnson says, and that's the only thing. Other than that, is is a the sh- cock line. Yeah, yeah, the cock referred to as hard rock cock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And then he winks that. at the audience. Oh, I know. It's so garbage. <laughs> it's so bad. Don't ever go on that ride. Oh, God. Oh. But talk, talking about the Spider-Man ride, one of the, I remember because uh, I went to Universal Studios in Islands with Brian and my wife and his wife. And we went to Universal's in Islands. And yeah. when I was in the Spider-Man ride, I saw uh, they have a little segment with St- Stan Lee. Oh shit! I, I was like, damn, dog. They added that. Yeah. Damn, I I don't think I remember that. I don't Dude, you gotta go on it because they added him, and it's, I was like, damn, bro. Damn, it was, bro. It's cool. I, I don't. You think? Do you think they'll tear it down at this point? It's such a coveted ride. Like I people hope still not. go on it. To tell you the truth, and it I don't know because it does feel outdated by now. It's a cool ride. Maybe if you've been on it a few times, now. but I remember the first time I went on it, it was fucking magical, dude. Like when I was a kid. All right. And it's like still, there's so many people that haven't experienced it yet. This yeah, is this is the thing I I agree with that, and not only that, like I mean, and we're talking about old rides. They have the fucking Men in Black ride still. That's just still up. Yeah, and oh, that's just God. old as fuck. You know but what? I love that ride. You know, feeling like that one feels super, really outdated. Super outdated I like ET. <laughs> talking about that outdated, shit's old as fuck, bro. I remember the first time that I went to the Mommy. I almost uh, shit myself, bro. When the scarabs <laughs> came up, dude, and you go backwards. No, the thing is, uh, I saw some people with glasses, so I have my glasses. I I need to to use them because otherwise I don't see shit. And before I get to the right, I asked uh, the, the girl that you know puts uh, the seat the seat belt and stuff. It's like, uh, should I take out my glasses? And like, no, no, it's fine. So. <laughs> I go on the right, and you know, you stay in the first room, and then it it takes you back, and then it kicks you forward. Yeah. And one of the curves, literally my glasses came off on the air, and I'm like, no, and I got them right on the air. Oh, shit, dude. In the darkness, too? Yeah, in plain darkness. I don't know how I catch that shit, but literally, clack. Oh, fuck. Otherwise, I would have been fucked, dude. Dude, that's crazy. I have a crazy story, actually, uh, about roller coasters, and it also happened in islands. I almost died. Okay. Though, when I went in in my. 
no, this happened in the Dueling Dragons. It's oh, not there anymore. God. Oh, and that, by the that, way, oh god, that was great, right. dude. Okay, yeah. so when I, I went for my fifth grade field trip, right? Mm -hmm. And back then, I I could barely speak English at all, so it was like, Señor. Yeah, it was like, Señor, Señor. <laughs> fucking like. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the doing dragons is like a little seat that your yeah, yeah, yeah. legs are dangling, yeah, right? Yeah, they got you on the dangle shit. Yeah. I'll, I'll the think tracks that, above your head. Yeah. When I was a little kid, dude, I was like morally obese. Oh, no. I was so fat that like. I, keep in mind, I was in fifth grade. Oh, that God. shit could not close right. Oh, That's no. how fat I was, right? No, you're a little and it did not lock all the way, jelly right? bean. And dude, I got if I'm mistaken, I got on the fucking blue, the first one. Oh god! That's and you like, know the blue? I think that's takes the, takes off and spins you immediately, right? Yeah, I think that's the one with the more curves, and the red one's yeah, the faster. The one. blue one is it was the best one. So dude, I got on the fucking blue one, bro, mm. and my shit wasn't close. And I used to have a friend called yeah. Aaron, bro, like that was this Dominican guy. Okay. <laughs> and fucking like he was a it big all dude. Comes full circle, dude. Right? And fucking like he was like. And he told me to put my arms like these, right? Because when when the fucking uh, the thing spin, my thing clicked all open. I felt it go like like, and I put my arms like this, and then the, with the weight of me, and then the it locked. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it actually closed. Plain right, plain right. But like, if I wouldn't have done that, I would have flown off. Oh my god! Right, fucking dude. there, like 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 a spit, just like. Oh jeez, you would have just fucking died. I would have ate it. I would have landed on that lake. You would have died, like fucking bro. ninety feet under, bro. Dude, what's crazy? Um, the first time I went on that uh, Ripside Falls or whatever the fuck with the red log that takes that huge fucking dive, oh, yeah. dude. Before they didn't have no lap bars, dog. They just had the poles on the side of the shit. That's also in islands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a story. About I that think too. it's called Ripside Falls. And now they have the pull bar. You put it over your lap, and they have the bars on the side. But before, it, like I said, it was just the bars on the side, bro. So I was 12, and I went up with my mom. My mom sat in front of me. And I swear to you, dog, we hit this fat fucking, the fat drop, yeah. bro. And I squeezed the shit out of my mom, bro, like, for de death, bro. Like, I'm surprised I didn't crack a rib or some shit, dog. Because I felt my ass lift out the seat, dog. I was like, I'm gone right now, nigga. I'm gone. I felt my ass lift out that seat, bro. And I swear to you, I had a mini heart attack, dog. Yeah. And that was uh never like I never rode that ride again till I, I hit middle school. And then middle school, they they had already added the lap bars. So last time I got in that ride, which was uh, kind of recently, when we got on that ride. Man, my fucking wedding ring flew off. Oh shit! <laughs> that shit got lost. That, that ride that is big not ass drop, and when you hit the water, my you know I love road coasters. So I was with my arms up, like your arms up. Oh, and then no. when it hit the water, that shit was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I got off the ride. I'm like, my ring, my ring, my ring. And my wife is like, you motherfucker. I still don't have a ring because Dude, of this bullshit. Yeah, I yeah, know. I mean, like you fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't put your hands up. Yeah, it's just it says like, <laughs> it specifically says not to put your hands up. It actually. does. I'm pretty sure it says it on all the rides. I'm terrible at reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I missed that big ass sign right there. But, but yeah, um, pretty much. I, I I wanted to do this podcast just to kind of talk about what we're gonna do in the future. You know, we talked about the album Collapse Society. That's as far as recording goes. That's done. We did full live acoustic drums on that shit, which I'm super excited about. Because on the first two EPs, we did uh, electric drums, and it just doesn't have the same life. No, it sounds yeah. a lot better now. So I'm very excited for this album. Um, 
you know what I'm saying? We 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 had that song that we all sat down in a room and wrote, which I'm excited about. I think it's it's one of my favorite songs on the album actually. Like I want to hear it with the lyrics and shit cuz I've I've only heard it instrumentally this uh, this far. Um but once we start layering the vocals and everything it should come together real good. And I guess before I wrap it up, I'll go ahead and make the major announcement that I talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh we did it guys we have officially acquired a sponsor it's not for the throne necessarily it's more for me but i'm gonna pretend like it's a podcast sponsor yeah i'm I'm really it i'm all there is so if you sponsor me you sponsor my podcast uh (laughs) i'm officially sponsored by xl drumsticks um we have a signature stick that i have with them that has you know his logo on it has my signature on it if uh, you want to cop a pair we're going to have those on the Unoya.com, Unoyatheband.com online store. When that goes up, I'll let you all know when that goes up. It's going to be a very uh, uh, fun endeavor once we get that online store up, get our brand out globally. And, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, man. I've always wanted a signature stick. I always used other artists' signature sticks. So to have something that's mine with my name on it is fucking sick as fuck. If you want a pair, you can always DM me, and, and we can sort that out for you if you're in the South Florida area. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. I don't know what song we're going to play at the end, but let's get some closing words from everybody. Let's start with Vince because he's been the quietest. Yeah. Give me your closing words, Vince. We out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Brian? Uh, shit, you got I had not. Well, uh, I got to go to Avatar World. Hopefully. I don't know. All right. Avatar World, what? it is. Nah, that shit's Alex. Like, nah, uh, it, it'll be. You'll have a good time. I'm I didn't mean to, to ruin it. I'm going to Key West next week for my anniversary, hey. my one year anniversary. Happy so. anniversary, Thank brother! You. Happy one year. If you guys see me over there, leave me alone. Yeah, leave this <laughs> man alone, man. He's on his anniversary shit. No one wants to be bothered on their anniversary shit. Uh, as far as tracks, we're gonna let you hear something. I don't know if it's gonna be new or not. You deal with it. Uh, peace. We did it. Bye.